News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. I've been talking about it for two days, but 1,000 people, of course, missed their flights out of Dublin Airport this weekend due to significant queues and delays. And we are discussing this morning where to from here, but also will this caused the country reputational damage. For more on this, I am joined by Chief Executive of the Irish Tourism Industry Confederation, Owen O'Mara. Owen, you know, some terrible scenes for people. Queues halfway down the ramp nearly to, to, to the entrance of the airport from Terminal 1. Um, do you think that this is going to cause significant damage to, to Ireland as a tourism destination? Uh, morning, Kira. Uh, well, it certainly has the potential to, and that's something that we're worried about. And I suppose the whole situation is something the the tourism industry is concerned about. Dublin is the the main gateway to Ireland. About 85% of all air traffic actually comes through Dublin. So even tourists, for example, to the Wild Atlantic Way access the country predominantly through Dublin. So access is critical for an island nation, as you can imagine. Smooth and unfettered access and easy access is very important. So scenes like last weekend simply aren't acceptable. And you you mentioned the, the thousand people that missed their flight and quite a few of those were tourists that were returning home. So what we're looking for today, I suppose, is is a kind of a really robust plan from DAA for how this weekend can be managed and particularly how the busy summer months can be managed. Front page of the Irish Independent this morning says airport staffing levels stuck at 70% for the bank holiday weekend. We're we're hearing that we're going to be at 95% of of pre-pandemic capacity this weekend. That doesn't sound very optimistic. Yeah, I, I've I've heard different reports. Obviously, I I know DAA management are due. I think to do a do an updated revised plan uh, this morning. So hopefully that, if you like, um, 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 if you like, heightens the staff and, and and puts in place the resources that are needed. Because obviously DAA have 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 done pretty well. Um, um, you know, to 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 manage the the increase in in aviation in in recent times. But at peak times, they've really struggled, and we saw that particularly at the weekend. And for an island nation. You know, we don't want those images and those messages going abroad because easy access is so, so important to Irish tourism. Yeah. And do you think it will just make it harder to sell us as a destination? Is is that going to be the bottom line that if people think that they're going to come here, it's going to be, you know, the scenes looked like uh, the fall of Saigon, people trying to get out, get out of the country on a plane. Is Is that going to be something that people hold in their minds if maybe they're choosing where they go? Well, well, that's the danger. If it continues, certainly that's the danger. If it, if it's if it's an isolated event, if it, if it's a if it's a one-off event, or if it's centered around last weekend, I think we'll be fine. So that's why the plan that DA are presenting today, I think, is very important. That it shows that there is a roadmap as to how they can ease the crisis that's at the airport, and we can have, if you like, a, a relatively normal summer. And um, so, as I say, it, you know, the negative perception if it, it, it second, will be bad. Another, there was will a, be second, bad a second weekend of that will be a problem. Exactly. Yeah. So okay. we need, we need we need we need a really we need we really need a really good um, June Bank Holiday weekend, and we need a really solid um, summer plan ahead of us. Look, thank you for speaking to us. That's Ona Mara, their chief executive of the Irish Tourism and Industry Industry Confederation. For more on this, I'm joined now by former Minister for Transport Shane Ross. Uh, Shane, is this good enough? No. Good morning, here. No, it's not at all. I I I wouldn't feel at all calm about it. I would I wouldn't even think that. Uh, a calm weekend will be enough. I mean, this is absolutely appalling. And the, the damage, I think, I, I don't agree with Owen so, so much there. I think the damage is already done. A thousand people being stranded in Dublin Airport is, is something quite sensational we've never seen before. But we still don't have a prospect of getting out of it. And I, I do sometimes despair when I hear the DAA coming out and saying, look, don't worry, it'll be better next weekend. I think we've got a fundamental problem here. I think the problem 
is something which people haven't recognized yet. And that the DAA is a state monopoly. It operates under conditions which it shouldn't be operating under. under, operates under and is that the problem in, in your so. view, Shane, that, 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 that they, yeah. there's a lack of accountability? Because we did speak to the Correct. DAA yesterday and, the, and it didn't inspire confidence. No, I, I don't have any confidence. And when I was a minister, I didn't have confidence in them really as well. Because whereas the uh, reputational damage has been done, the appalling situation is there. There is there's no accountability. And I, I've just been reading some of the reports today and the, the, the DAA is reassuring people by saying that there are pilots. That you know we that we are accountable and, we, and there is a penalty. There's a, they can they can they can be fined, but financial pen, penalties by the state on the state are a bit of a farce, quite honestly. They they can find them millions, but who's paying the penalty except the taxpayer? So we've got a situation where there's no and there's no third term on. You see, when when I was in office, I did I did make moves and start moves to introduce a third term or to give you know airlines and people options so that if something like this happens. Uh, that the attitude would change pretty quickly because there'd be competition. There's no competition whatsoever to the DAA, so there's a culture there of uh, complacency, I suppose it's fair to say, uh, which which really has to be... A couple uh, of things in in the papers this morning, uh, the the staffing levels that will be at 70% this weekend despite the the airport operating at a capacity of 95%. Um, The DAA, I don't know if you've seen the story in, in The Independent today, have seconded four of their top executives to Saudi Arabia because they, they got a, a, a contract to run the airport there. Um, things like that. Is that mismanagement well, or, know, or, or, or is that is that a post-pandemic airport. strain? I don't. You know, they, 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 they're, they're running airports and they're running kind of non-core business elsewhere. But that's absolutely crazy to be running non-core business elsewhere when they can't run the, can't run the show properly at home. But they're doing, you know, it's a kind of, it's a kind of a bit of an empire. The DAA and always has been because it because because it's a state monopoly. If it was based on competition, the culture would change overnight. But when I was when I was minister up to two years ago, the resistance from the DAA to the idea of a third so, tunnel was absolutely endemic. So it was, is it was, this it was, you know, it was does the paranoid book, about it? Does the book firmly stop in your view at DAA management? Oh yeah, I think I think board and management probably is uh, as well. That, that, that it does stop there, absolutely. But I, I think the government should look at the structure. I think it should look at the, the way the DAA is run. And I, I think, you know, there aren't very many state monopolies without any competition left. And I think that, that that's what should be looked at. You know, the government can't just say, look here, uh, it's your fault, get on with it. They should look at it and say, is there something wrong? Is there something okay. fundamentally wrong well, with the way this company's been run? Absolutely something fundamentally wrong this weekend. Before I let you go, um, can I ask you, front page of the Irish Times this morning, Chief Justice Query's proposed judicial reform. When you were in office, you were um, one of the key, I suppose, people orchestrating the, 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 the judicial reform. Um, it has been largely uh, criticised by, by our current Chief Justice who said that, that, that the structure of, of the lay aspect of it, the lack of practising lawyers and aspects like that undermine the process and dilute it in his view. What's your response to that? I think he, I think he really would be better to keep his mouth shut. Uh, I think, quite honestly, that this bill doesn't go far enough. He, what he's saying is there aren't enough judges uh, on the on the new judicial appointments board, and he'd like a few more. He, that he he's complaining that he hasn't got a majority. What what we what we are trying to do with the reform, and this is a sort of halfway house to the reforms that that we were putting in. It's, in my view, it's not good enough. But what he's complaining about is that there's a for all tie, and he wants a judicial majority and judges majority there. And he says, oh well, it could be open to political influence. He's he's right. 
there isn't enough removal of political influences. But the, the problem with judges has always been that they wanted to replace political influences, but they want to put their own people on there. And this is what he's, it's, it's more of the same. He's he said the separation of powers is not an issue for this. Do you agree? Well, I think, I think the, what's an issue here is that there should be a lay majority. In other words, that the judges should not, and he's complaining he hasn't got enough of his colleagues in there, they should, should not be able to stitch this up between them. And that there should be a, a, lay, a lay majority. Of course there should be judicial cons- consultation. He's, I, I don't know what he's complaining about. He's going to have four judges and the Attorney General at, that partic- at that, this particular body choosing judges. I think it should be less judges some to provide the expertise, of course, but more lay people to ensure that they don't stitch it up amongst the, amongst the judiciary again. Look, thank you very much for speaking to us this morning. That is former Minister for Transport, Shane Ross. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.